Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our top local story on News Radio WBBM. Family members, friends, and former colleagues of a slain Chicago police officer are beginning the process of saying farewell this hour. Mourners gathering for a visitation for Officer Ariana Preston. WBBM's Andy Dane is live on the news line from Oaklawn with the update. Rachel, a line is now forming here outside of Blake Lamb Funeral Home in Oak Lawn. In fact, as we speak, uh, crowds are beginning to file in uh, to that funeral home. Many, as you mentioned, coming to pay respects to Officer Ariana Preston, shot and killed outside of her Avalon Park home just 10 days ago. Uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson and Interim Police Superintendent Fred Waller did stop by here earlier today, uh, declined to speak to media members that are gathered uh, across the street. In fact, standing practically right underneath the massive American flag, Hanging over the street from a Chicago fire truck as traffic makes its way through. Of course, plenty of police on hand as well for what one officer described to us as a very emotional day for the entire department. Reporting live in Oakland, Andy Day, News Radio 105.9 WBDM. And we're trying to get more information about a fatal shooting backing up the inbound Ike for several hours. State troopers say someone shot two people inside a car near Cicero Avenue around 1145. One man dead in the hospital, a woman refused medical treatment. WBBM's Neil Fiorito will update that situation on the Ike. And the rest of the afternoon, the traffic coming up at 3.08. Chicago's new mayor set to take questions from reporters this hour for the first time since taking office. After touring a so-called respite center for migrants on the southwest side, Brandon Johnson's inaugural address yesterday included references to those migrants being bused to Chicago from Texas and elsewhere, saying the city would continue to welcome them. But last week, he told WBBM political editor Craig Delamore that he was sensitive to concerns in other parts of the city, that resources being directed to migrants were being directed away from Chicago. Chicagoans who need assistance. Black communities in particular that have suffered um, will be seen and heard and I will invest in those communities uh, because it's the community I'm raising my family in while at the same time recognizing that there are families who wish to call Chicago their home and I'm confident that there is more than enough for everyone in this in this in this city. The mayor is set to talk before four o'clock when we get details from his remarks you'll hear them right here. Advocates for people living on Chicago's southeast side say they are pleased that former Mayor Lightfoot ended the city's fight with environmental activists and HUD settling a civil rights complaint over pollution on the southeast side. Income residents for decades say this is a landmark agreement. Gina Ramirez among them. The first of its kind settlement resulted from a federal civil rights investigation that was initiated by community organizations on the city's southeast side when a notorious metal shredding operation proposed moving from the gentrified Lincoln Park neighborhood to the mostly working class community of color. A HUD investigation found that the city discriminates against low-income residents by locating polluting industries in their neighborhoods. 
The agreement requires that the city produce an environmental justice action plan outlining steps that will be taken in the future. Mike Krauser, 105.9 WBBM. For six years, loved ones searched for Kayla Unbihan after she allegedly was abducted by Heather Unbihan, her non-custodial mother in South Elgin. Now 15 years old, Kayla's been found safe in North Carolina. Authorities say a woman recognized Kayla on Saturday in Asheville and called police. Heather Unbihan was taken into custody and is expected to be extradited to South Elgin. Kayla's disappearance was featured on an episode of the Netflix series Unsolved Mysteries last year. Residents on Chicago's west side expect a west sider to fill the Cook County board seat vacated by new mayor Brandon Johnson. WBBM's political letter to Craig Delamore with the story. Democratic committeemen and women from Cook County's 1st District will appoint someone to take Brandon Johnson's old county board seat through a weighted vote. The Leaders Network, a clergy-based organization, is calling on County Clerk Karen Yarborough and Senate President Don Harmon to keep that board seat in the hands of a Westside resident. David Cherry is the network's president. The people of the Westside need someone who who understands the, um, the needs of Westside residents, who loves Westside residents, who will fight for the interests of West Side residents. So let's choose someone who already is um, involved in fighting for West Side residents. Three Leaders Network members are among those interested in the seat. Group co-chair Reverend Ira Acri, Marshall Hatch Jr., and activist Zerlina Smith members. In the Loop, Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. Lawyers delivered oral arguments today before the Illinois Supreme Court. At issue is a state lawmaker's challenge to the assault weapons ban that was passed last year. Plaintiff's attorney Jerry Stocks drew a lot of questioning this morning from Chief Justice Mary Jane Teese over the Second Amendment claim. And if they do. Sir, isn't that the analysis in the federal cases? When it's a direct challenge to the Second Amendment, Bruin, etc., are all about the Second Amendment. That's not what you brought. You framed this in a totally different way. You could have joined the three federal cases. You chose to shape it in a different way. Republican State Representative Dan Culkins of Decatur brought the lawsuit in in an attempt to have the assault weapons ban passed following the July 4th Highland Park massacre thrown out. A lower court ruling preserved the ban. The justices will now take the arguments under advisement. A former DuPage County jail guard found his found himself on the other side of the law. The Daily Herald says Ricardo Hardy of Elgin is facing five counts of custodial sexual misconduct, having sex with a female detainee this year, and five counts of official misconduct. The prosecution says Hardy paid the woman $300 by having a friend put money in her commissary account.